Hello everyone, welcome to That Brit Rest TV Show, once again. And it's me, Andy Ogden, and this time, it's not Kieran. We've got a returning guest to help us through our next like, mini-project. It's the return of Mr WCW 2000 himself, Chris Wilson. Hello, Chris. Hello there, although now I'm Mr. Five Star Wrestling Historian, Chris Watson, instead. <laughs> <laughs> no more WCW 2000, please. Honestly, I, I subject my guests to watch some shit and talk some yeah, shit. Yeah, some absolute shite, but that's a whole other show. It is, it is. Um, so, as Chris might have said there, we are going to talk about the... Uh, the company that's now defunct, uh, Five Star Wrestling. Um, so, Five Star Wrestling's first event was in September 2015, featuring, for example, John Morrison, Ricochet, AJ Styles, Carlito. That's um, just to name a few. These are some of the notes I picked up off Wikipedia, but we'll go into the history um, in a moment once I get through these. Um, Short nose. The founder, Daniel Hinkles. The company was established after its five-star company, Serious Parody, released the five-star <laughs> wrestling game for PlayStation 3. Remember, remember that console. Very good console, that one. Yep. And we would end up with the prelude to um, you know, what became the free sports show with a one-night eight-man tournament featured on Spike TV in conjunction with Channel 5. So the advertising would probably be, right, it's wrestling on Channel 5, <clears throat> Spike TV. Um, yeah. Under the just name... The context of, oh, sorry, yeah. just the context of, this isn't Spike TV, like for big... American network, um, well, sort of, uh, that TNA was on for years and years. This is basically what became Five Star, I think. Yes. Uh, you, ironically enough, um, probably in the same year. Yeah, I don't think Spice is, is a name anymore. It's basically just Channel 5, BBC2, more or less, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So uh, it was under the um, name Dominant Wrestling, live from the mecca of British and Irish wrestling. Dundee. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Chris, um, could you give us your um, potted history of Five Star Wrestling, the beginnings? Oh, fucking hell. I mean, I went down a massive rabbit hole uh, this afternoon making notes based on my own like personal experience, shall we say, because we've actually came across Serious Parody as a company very, very early on. Uh, because uh, a few of people might know, hi Lene, um, that I have been slash was a member of a wrestling forum called Extreme Warfare Battleground, uh, which was dedicated to the old Extreme Wrestling Warfare uh, games. So you just come out and then later on Total Extreme Wrestling. It's like a forum dedicated to that. Yeah. But like the championship version of it, because there was also Grey Dog software, but you know, that's by the by. And in 2011, um, we had a guy join under the name of Serious Parody, which, if you want to get into how stupid that is as a name to begin with, how can you have a Serious Parody? It's You can't. It's two different, two no. different unions. 
it's literally two different concepts. It's like calling something hot cold. You, you know what I mean? It's an absolutely ridiculous name anyway. And in 2011, he posted about, this is Dan Hinkles, by the way, who yeah. we'll get into in a minute. Um, he wanted to create a new version of EWR, hence why he posted on there, called Rescuing Management, but this is before the iPhone, which I will say in all fairness, um, I mean, he did get very defensive very quickly, but also the guys on the phone were a bit of a dick to him as well. Um, sort of like crapping on it right away, like you do, you know, rescuing form and posting. We know all about that, as we've seen now the behaviour of one Tony Khan, you know, it's on message board, mentality, yeah. power on everyone. Um, I mean, I look back on it today, in all fairness, for management thing, it looked like a crappy, you know... Like 2011, like mobile phone games are really becoming all the rage, hmm. and this was very much the like card based sort of look like quite cartoony, um, sort of thing. Um, it, it just looked like it, it looked pretty dull, in all fairness. And you know, by the fact that I don't think anyone even remembers the name of a wrestling manager, um, the only things you can find about it online now was like a press release that they, um, they did on WrestleZone, uh, once. Um, yeah, and if they would try to charge seven quid for the app, it didn't really go anywhere. I mean, it won't do now, obviously, because it's like a twelve-year-old app, but it's not on the app store anymore, anything like that. Is it? Is it very much like very much like you know you get football manager from the Play Store? This is like maybe top manager. Yeah, I mean, it, from the game presentation, it sort of looked like the that WWE card game that came out the App Store. In oh, the yeah. It looked a lot like that in all fairness, but I take it this was more again trying to get the more EWR sort of side of things. So instead of like res uh, people rescuing like attributes versus each of like top trumps, it was more yeah. trying to be more intricate, but it just didn't go anywhere. WWE Supercard. That, that's, that's the one, yes. It very much looked like that. Now, most importantly within this forum discussion is, and uh, this explains tonight's show and its, its location. The studio was um, based in Dundee. Right. Yeah, so that's why the illustrious Dundee Ice Arena was the setting for our show here. It makes me wonder, you know, with it being an ice arena and the use of yep. the contact for all ice arenas in the UK is uh, Alex Shane. Oh, yeah, okay. There was a bit of few Alex Shaneisms in this show, which we'll get into. Uh, well, soon. well, one of his best mates was on commentary. I, I noticed because all the phraseology went in there, but I've made a few notes about that. But we'll get into that later. So that was 2011, and now we head straight to 2014, where a trailer for a PSN game um, uh, called Five Star Rescuing is released on IGN. And the first thing that comes up on this trailer, as you, so you can tell it is actually a serious parody, is the characters of this game are entirely fictional and in no way associated with any real-life wrestler or wrestling promotion. This game is intended as a parody of the wrestling industry as a whole, and each character is a piece of fiction. What happens next is it proceeds to show gameplay, a fight between a guy called Ragnar Brock, a blonde-haired man with a uh, sword tattoo on his chest, Fighting Uncle Curtis Angel. And what is the, the most amazing thing about this gameplay? I mean, the gameplay itself, it looks wooden, it looks a bit jittery, it looks a bit stiff. 
graphically for a PSN game on 2014, it looks all right. But the most amazing thing, and I sort of teased this to you earlier on, is that and I'm not sure if this ever translates to the gameplay because I've never played the game. I might try to later on in this series. Yeah. Uh, but the, mu- the music changes every time someone's on the offense of this trailer, which I'm going to play this a bit of this to you now if it comes from the microphone. Let me just see. Just turn it up loud. Right, so this is the music that you're subjected to. And can you tell when the rest of the, when it changes who's on the offense? The fuck! I know <laughs> the best theme tune ever. America, America. I bet America. Was Kurt Angle was on the offense there? I guess against um, <laughs> he was not Brock. Ragnarok. Ragnarok. <laughs> America. America. I've got the uh, names of the rest of the roster here. By the way, so we only rate. Eight wrestlers. So, can you guess who each of these wrestlers is supposed to be? Okay. So, firstly, we've got Mike Iceberg, Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin. No, close in all fairness. That's supposed to be Bill Goldberg. Ah, uh, yeah. Bill Goldberg. Goldberg. It's about is for one with a, the biggest stretch in all fairness. Then we've got Johnny Maivia. Rocky, the yeah. rock, Johnny Maivia. Yeah, yeah. If this one's amazing, Harvey D. Actually, Harvey and D. D. Yes, Harvey D. <laughs> then, then up, up next, we've got Greg Hardy, Jeff Hardy. Yes, and for next one. This is a controversial one for 2014. A wrestler called Dynamite Pegasus. Chris Benoit? Yeah, yep, yep. They've got a fake Chris Benoit in seven years after he committed a double murder-suicide, which is great. And then finally, and most infamously, we've got Raging Andy Organ. With his finisher for RAO. Oh, Randy Orton. Yeah, 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 yeah. Raging Andy Organ. Organ. Andy Organ. <laughs> well, I don't know. Some phone companies have spelt my fucking last name like that. It's Hogdon. Organ. <laughs> oh, dear. Wow. And, uh, yeah. A- a- an incredible cast of characters there. Each character is a piece of fiction, according to the trailer. And they've got like wonder, the same. I wonder how many copies it sold. Not many. Although I will jump ahead. Of, uh, yes. I, a couple of sources I've seen um, apparently the cost to make this game was £250,000. 
Which is probably cheap in the gaming world, isn't it? It is, yeah, but you wonder how a gaming studio from Dundee can afford to make a game like this. And I can answer that question for you as well. Go ahead. Go ahead. With, with, with a good old search of companies now. So bear in mind, this also will um, inform how they're able to put on all these wrestling shows in big arenas with the wrestlers that they did do. So Series Parody Limited seems to be a offshoot um, uh, of Jay Noble's, uh, uh, you know, the amusement and the amusement arcade places. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jay Noble himself was a board director on Series Parody Limited. But funny enough, uh, one Daniel Hinkles wasn't, or it certainly wasn't his name uh, on Company's House. Whether it, was, is it, whether it was actually real or it's a pseudonym, I don't know. But yeah, so Hinkles is like the spokesperson and but apparently not the person running the business whatsoever. So basically Jack Tunney of Dundee. Yes, yeah, yeah. Or or maybe he's like, I mean, this is all speculation, so lots of legitimacy in this one, but maybe he's like a, a, a family member or a friend and basically like what Tony can end up doing, like his dad gave him a load of money and, and he yeah. made a successful wrestling promotion. It could be the case where it's happened here and it's done the literal opposite. Spunked through all the money in, in the matter of weeks, as, as we'll get into in the months to come. So yeah, um, so this uh, game Five Star Wrestling it came out in 2015, I believe, on the PSN yeah. store for the PS3. Yeah, I bet it got re-released in 2016 for PS4's PSN store as Five Star Wrestling Regenesis. Um, I've got a couple of reviews here. Go on. Um, yeah. So to, to be fair, they're not the worst reviews in the world. So for uh, the original version, PlayStation Magazine says it delivers a clever and refreshing take on the genre in the ring, but is massively hampered by its mounted drawbacks and flaws outside of it. Fight your way through that, and there's a satisfying depiction of how wrestling works waiting to be discovered. Uh, Push Square said, as it stands without any online functionality, no creation street, Sweet, a litigious gaggle of uh, performers and dodgy mechanics. This game is all but uh, impossible to recommend to everyone. And uh, PSN simply said, balked. With the uh, re release a year later, with Brash Games saying, despite some obvious visual improvements and ironing out of many of its forebears more prominent bugs, Five Star Wrestling Genesis still remains an inherently ugly video game. Meanwhile, Examiner said, although WWE, uh, WCW and Lucha Libre Legend Ray Mysterio has been confirmed the game and there will be more characters and modes, which there never was, yeah. the Genesis still has bugs and wrinkles that will turn away casual gamers. However, if you live and die on wrestling games, it's a must-play and you'll have the most fun in the multiplayer setting, which isn't terrible. Uh, but then uh, we are, it also got reviewed by uh, Brian Zane from Wrestling With Regret, yeah, who yeah. said the gameplay... The gameplay sucks. The wrestlers handle about as smoothly as a refrigerator with Parkinson's disease. Uh, <laughs> its texture, <laughs> yeah, its texture is very spotty and it gets glitches, glitchy when you head to the ropes. It, it did compliment its attempts at applying uh, psych, actual wrestling psychology into a game, but still gave it two stars. So well, yeah, two, not two, for most. Two stars is basically the five stars nuts magazine in it. 
It, it can be, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so that is sort of like the history of like the video, the video games, and then everything that we get after that is to basically try to promote the wrestling games. Hence, why we get promotion called Five Star Wrestling. Oh yes, um, it, this is—is is this the like big arena tour? Well, yes. So they did one show in September 2015 in Edinburgh, uh, and then they did a tour, three shows in five days in early 2016, hitting Liverpool, Sheffield, and Newcastle. Yeah, I think now, this was—I think this was around. What did you say like January? I believe January, February time, 2016 for that one. Yes. Yeah, because that because AJ Styles being on this tour was he was, he was around the time he went to. Um, WWE. It was, yeah. It was um, literally, I believe, because uh, most famously, and I don't know, to this day, I don't know why I didn't actually go to that show because Sheffield's quite close to me. He, he uh, wrestled and beat Rey Mysterio. And that was on January 14th. And I think come, what, January 28th? Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, January 28th or so. He's in, he debuts at Royal Rumble. Yeah, because I, I remember it was like the week before the Royal Rumble appearance, it was Red Pro where he faced um, Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, got, yes. He yeah, got okay. beaten in, in the main events and then did the after speech where the crowd were chanting Roy or Rumble. <laughs> I, I think everyone knew he was going to debut. I think the biggest surprise was how he debuted in the Rumble itself, which was quite early on in the Rumble. And very soft because he had a long stint in it as well, didn't he? He did, and he also called the yeah. production, uh, production as well, called the production out as well as they filmed Roman Reigns instead of the entrance. Yeah, Roman Reigns looking a bit frowny. Yeah, yeah, but that bit was hilarious. So like everyone's popping. It's just like, well, well, who is it then? And, and so, yeah, yeah. So with, with with this tour anyway, it was just like notorious um, for low ticket sales. I, I always, I think Ben Hill's mentioned it, and maybe Matty about the um, five star show at the Echo Arena, where it was just like two or three hundred there. Oh yeah, I mean, look at that cage match. There, I've got a couple of numbers here. So Sheffield Arena apparently drew about three hundred, Newcastle about five hundred. <sighs> like bear in mind, Sheffield, I think that's a thirteen thousand arena. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Newcastle Metro about the same. So yeah, yeah, I'd about to say it's a lot of empty seats. Uh, it's just like a, that would just be like a corner, wouldn't it? If like, yeah, it would be. I can't. I think they they had it set up in the same way they've got the Dundee one set up as well. If I remember rightly, from looking at the pictures, they don't try and corner it off or like even Sheffield Arena. Because I, I went to a gig fair once. Um, I, I, they, they call it like the city suite or something like that, where literally they called it off about four fifths of the arena and it's more like a theatre type setup. Right. I saw it. Yeah, it, it, Joe, Joe Bonamassa I saw there. And it, there was like only about a thousand people in there. But the way it was set up, it was deliberately like set up like that. It looked quite class. But yeah, I think we just went, oh, fuck it, open the whole arena. That'll do. That's what, what we do with the wrestling. But what what's surprising about this time, Chris, is you know, it's 20, 2015, 2016. Mm-hmm. It's probably like with the Brit Brit rest scene, it was hot. It was hot at this time. The boom because I didn't get to Brit Res really until 
uh, like Easter 2016 with the Fight Club Pro Shikara um, tour. Yeah. And it was starting to kick off just then because obviously Progress had the Cruiserweight Classic stuff going on. So eyes were already on the British scene in a way that it hadn't really been since days of like Big Daddy Giant Haystacks. So it was absolutely screaming, uh, you know, for these sorts of shows now to really take it to the big time. And it's just incredible that you've got a show with Rey Mysterio on, you know, just Rey Mysterio alone. And the lack of advertising or the ability to even reach people to get to people to these shows. And you're getting crowds that wouldn't even sell out the academy of, of like the respective cities. I, I think I think and, even nowadays, Chris, if if if, if a Brit rest company got maybe three to five hundred, they think of it as a good attendance. I mean, that's what like progress get. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're back in the ages now where you know the whole thing's absolutely cold as fuck, and you know. Uh, it's not very reflective of where we were even, what, what are we now, about six, seven years ago now from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but yeah, it's just incredible where it was quite hot. You know, this is about the same time ICW did, was it that the 4,000 one grado? Uh, yeah, at the, uh, the, uh, the SECC. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it, it did it there. It, 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 there was stuff going on. Um, and but again, even if you like go to a casual sort of crowd, you just get a few posters up in places, and you know, the kids who want to see Rey Mysterio, I, as we'll get into here, like the kids are really into Rey Mysterio have a Dundee show, but for whatever reason, they spunked all this money in all the arenas and just didn't do the marketing properly whatsoever. Plus, you, plus, you, such... plus, plus, you've got to think as well, Chris, like Rey Mysterio's fee for an indie show. AJ yeah. Styles as well. So I... Oh god, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I mean, who else have got on this card? So, like the Sheffield card, for example. Um, you've got Grado. I don't you start with a uh no, I have got the Newcastle one up. It's sort yeah. of like the same people, I think. Was AGM that show? Yeah, it was. So Joe Coffee defeats War Spray. Uh Grado defeats Carlito by DQ. So Carlito again, you're flying him in. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Hayter defeats Zoe Lucas. Rey Mysterio defeats Jay Lethal by DQ. Fuck. So, <laughs> two DQs. So, so even, yeah, two DQs already. you got um, Big big Damio and Magnus uh, defeated oh. Luke King Sharp in a handicap match. Then you three-way between... Oh, here's a match for you. Jimmy Havoc defeating Marty Skull and Zack Sabre Jr. as well. Double the cancellation. Then you've got Kid Fight defeating Jason Prime, PJ Black defeating Colt Cabana. So that's who was that? Who was that against Colt Cabana? PJ Black. All right. Is obviously on this show, yeah, Justin yeah, yeah, Gabriel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then uh, John Morrison defeats AJ Styles for the five star wrestling title. So like AJ is part of this illustrious five star wrestling championship prestige, shall we say? <laughs> So, yeah. It's like that fucking um, champion, cha- champions video that they used to show at WXW, and like AJ Styles' face would be on like, holding the five star wrestling title. Oh yeah, yeah. One Sorry, the hatch has just opened. Yeah, the hatch has just opened. The chicken and rice is here, so uh, I'm, I'm my face is going to be an awkward angle on the 
on the stream if this video is going out and also no 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 video is going out chris uh we're not that oh, old God, yeah. yet. so so uh content warning for anyone because i know it annoys some people you may hear me chewing uh while i'm eating uh, while i'm speaking as well so apologies in advance well podcasting with a camel uh first yeah. year on uh on yeah. gcp enough professionalism on P- uh, gcp <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think, think we established on your old show as well. Nothing but professionalism. Five-hour podcast. People get beaten at some point. So, yeah, definitely. Um, mm. So, sh- shall shall we get into this um, Dundee show now? Yes. So, uh, uh, firstly, um, I mean, this is January twenty-eighth at Dundee Ice Arena. If I remember rightly. This is the same weekend as the Royal Rumble that year and an NXT takeover. Because I was trying to remember, because I watched this at um, Rob of, of Cinemortuary, cinemortuary.com, um, at his house. I just tried to remember why, and I think it's because I was there for Rumble. So they've picked a pretty decent weekend for anyone with like a real appetite for wrestling. And I think I, th- I think it might have been at a natural show that night as well. It might have been a a PCW or, or something because I, I don't remember watching this live. I, I probably watched it so, on, um, on on Sky, on my Sky Planner. Not to call you out the right way, but didn't you do about 130 shows in 2017? Um, probably. <laughs> if it was a if it was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday that year, you were at a show. I think I can guarantee that. Yeah, I, I, I would have been. I would have been there. Um, so with with, um, with this show, we, we got the video. I tell you what, try to find five star wrestling videos is fucking hard. Um, so thank, thankfully, Chris found um, this show, this uh, dominant wrestling from Dundee on uh, Daily Motion. But our good yeah. friends at Daily Motion decided not to put the matches in order um, <laughs> when when they happened, or including the promo at the start. But as we get into like you know the other episodes, we're getting them from there. <laughs> They're still on Facebook, mainly mainly yeah. on like the uh, I don't know the Sheffield Stars Facebook yeah, local newspapers. Yeah, so like the, the Newcastle Metro or whatever, yeah, the Liverpool Echo paper. Yeah, for whatever reason, we did this thing where they sort of teamed up with like local newses, even though it was all being shown on these on uh was it free spots it had been shown all completely live there yeah. yeah now can we can we quickly talk about the name of this Do- show specifically oh Do- dominant, Do- wrestling. Dom- dominant wrestling so <laughs> this to me is the second most hilarious name for a british wrestling company i've heard apart from breed wrestling have you tried searching dominant wrestling on Bing with the safe search off? Um, I guess you get some fucking I don't know, fucking bedroom wrestling. Um, it's, so, it's, from it's a, whole, it's, a, it's a whole fetish thing, you know. Is so it? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. So I don't ask how I know about this. No, I no, just no. Do whatever. Um. Yeah, so it, it's this whole thing, and it like goes into weird subsets, and which I do know about, and which I mentioned in a minute, which is a uh, gets a slightly well, 
depending on your perspective, maybe a bit gross. But there's this whole thing of um, people um, basically rescuing, and it could be like in a, in a ring they set up, it could be on mats, it could be in bedrooms, and it can be like male on female, female on male, male on male, female on female. So any variation of them like pl- applying submission holds, like, you know, like a... Like bear hugs and chokes and, and oh, all that. Oh, it sounds a bit like bloody um, Pippa Levin's free bar eater wrestling in Manchester. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to yeah, mention, yeah. I think you managed to get skirt around that one perfectly fine. Yeah. In those sorts of videos, yeah, um, are basically known as like dominant wrestling. Yeah. And, and, and it's this whole thing. It's where um oh who what was she called? Ariel from ECW, Shelly Martinez. Yeah. She was quite famous for doing a lot of these and all that lot. And um April Hunter. You, oh you know, yeah, I, yeah. I remember it, her from it, it, my, it, uh, PWI magazines and Yeah, she was always talked up and as this wrestler, but we never actually saw her do anything. She like appeared in WCW as an NWO girl and all that lot. But yeah, yeah, it, it's definitely this whole thing and if you want to get even further down the rabbit hole, there's um, certain wrestlers where on like more s- safer websites like YouTube, they get away with it. There'll just be compilations of certain wrestlers doing certain moves because uh, it turns people on. L- let me just say this. A lot of people like Arn Anderson are not for his work rate. <laughs> oh, my. Um, so, yeah. so yeah, fuck it all. <laughs> I can't believe they called it that. So um, not not much um, fondling fondling action on this um, show, but we, <laughs> we do we do have a great big ice arena. Um, fucking hell, it's like three row three rows of seats and a big gap. So. This is I, I had to, I tried to find the actual attendance of this and I couldn't find it. But in an interview in May, uh, that that same year, because uh, they were going to go back to the Dundee Ice Arena for reasons we'll get into at the end of the show. Yeah. Um, Daniel Hinkles claimed there were two thousand people in there. Fuck off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if there were three hundred people in there, I would be very generous. There were lots of empty seats on those floor seats. Bear in mind, only three sides of a ring, and you know they darkened the bleachers behind them, but it, it didn't is, look it. like there was anyone there. So, so with this show, the uh, commentary team of Greg Lambert, who's very good as a commentator, met many years of PCW, I remember him doing. Um, oh, always been good at what he does in a, in a British wrestling. Is um, I apologise in advance uh, <clears throat> for me calling him out on a few really crap lines. And joining him, Joe Hendry. Solid choice, in all fairness. You know, um, I I know like people aren't hot on his uh, in-ring work at times, but he's always been a great talker. So, going to get the rest of his perspective. Everything is as good a shout as any. Mm. And he said, "Well, in later later in life, he's more famous for that song about um, about Grimsby at BWR." He wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. I remember all three of us and you you being the uh, the local to all pissing our sides. Yeah, yeah. There was that there just turned on to you and Ben going, it's not wrong. 
You know, that's correct. That's correct. That's accurate. There is a shithole. That's why I'm moving out next month. <laughs> um, the ring announcer making a return to this podcast. Last time, last time we were talking about him, myself and Kieran was um, he had an American accent on uh, UWA Wrestling Rampage. It's the one and only, um, the the man of missing wrestling rings. It's Steve. <laughs> Hide your rings. Here he comes. <laughs> Any thoughts? Any yeah. thoughts as a ring announcer? You know what? I quite like him. He wasn't too bad. He was harking back to his um, Simon Bridlington days on um, on UWA Wrestling Rampage. Competent. Mm. Yeah, competent, and uh, there's other big announcers who are on like international TV who I think are far worse. So, yeah, yeah no, I, I, I think he did a, a very good job. You know, although one screw up towards the end, which I'll mention later. But yeah, yeah. But apart from that, no, all good. Um, so um, there was a promo at the start which I didn't see, which was basically John Morrison. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, having a conflab with uh, some of the wrestling, I'll put my title on the line in an eight-man tournament. Yeah, there and then. Um, yeah, I think that's correct all for memory because this isn't on daily motion, which I always love when they do that sort of thing because it implies they've gone live on air on Spike TV with no matches planned. And they've, they've just gone, to, oh, shit, eight-man tournament then. But that'll fill up the time. I love so, that Vesco logic. Well... Promoters for you. Um, so yep. let's let's get in to match number one now, which is actually match number three on my list because of daily motion, as I mentioned. <laughs> so it's the five star wrestling champion Johnny Payday. Um, this, <laughs> <laughs> this is. Are you ready for it, Moose? Do -do 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 -do. Moose. Moose. This was all during that era where the Moose chance would ruin many a match. Oh, yes. Yeah, I remember those. They only died down about two years after I was reading some Brit Res. Yeah, yeah. Moose. I think I think it was, he all started at Red Pro, that one, two, Moose. <laughs> it, there, there was that and the counting one ahead, uh, one ahead of referees. Oh, I fucking hated that. <clears throat> It was that was uh, a nice oh, CW thing, wasn't it? Uh, uh, a bit of an ICW thing and also a PCW thing, because I remember um, mm. disgraced referee Joel Allen being um, getting angry, getting angry, like, you know, the, the crowd going, carrying one ahead. Did it catch on because someone actually, one of the referees fucked up and did one ahead and that's how it began? I think it, I think I think it, it might have as well. Yeah, I think it might have been. Um, so, so this match, Chris, just started off um, straight away with like a die from a uh, Johnny, old Johnny Morrison. It was. Um, so this was the by far the shortest match of a card because it must be said you might know some of the run times. Everything's almost like twelve minutes on the video, even because obviously they're working towards commercial breaks, mm. and this match has been con is in the same segment as the talking section. So this is like only three minutes long. Um, 
we'll say, hopefully I'm not jumping ahead, but I actually quite enjoyed this as a sprint. It, you know what? It, it wasn't It wasn't too bad. One, th- one thing I would say as well, mm. Moose, Mo- Mo- you think he would have been popular in... Um, in Scotland, being the home of wine gums, you know, like the uh, the song. <laughs> There's a moose loose around this house. It seemed more over for Morrison did here, and yeah, it was, it was a bit of a weird match of the dynamics because um, really jumping like John Morrison finishes with a um, by pulling the tights on the roll up, but yeah, he's a complete babyface for the rest of the tournament, which is a bit weird. Um, but yeah, people very liked Moose, um, and I will say, like to both of them, they did bump quite a lot for a short three-minute throwaway match. Yeah, and they did more, uh, quite a bit of a sprint, which I was quite surprised about. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I enjoyed it, but like it was very short. This is the one where I didn't hardly make any notes for because it didn't really get started as such. Yeah, so um, as Chris said, uh, Morrison won with the chunk of tights, but before that was there was like two running knees by Johnny, but Moose ends up power bombing Morrison for two. Springboard drop kick by Morrison, a sit out power bomb, the goal to L by Moose, which only got a two cow, but in the end, Morrison payday got the got the free and uh, moved on to mm-hmm. the next round. What we will say about a lot of these matches, even though like the 10 minutes or under is there's no five star specials is there here it's not five star wrestling it's two and a half stars wrestling yeah so my ratings for today um have all contained within a single it goes over a star but it's all within a star if you know what i mean yeah basically it... spo- spoiler alert it's uh, 2.5 to about 2. Uh, to about 3.25 i think there's a lot of wrestlers here who've right. We've got our money. Ah, just do the bare minimum, lads. Just let's get through these two hours. Or why? It was yes. a two-hour show. Um, everyone's in pure house show mode in this one. They've all been paid. They're all happy. I think um, about the happiest person is Moose because he's been flown all this way and he has to work for him, and it's so he gets the same pay as everyone else. So. Fucking the Kevin Nash rule there. Um, yeah. match, match number two now. Booyaka, or, or more like the theme tune for uh, Rey Mysterio was... <coughs> um Versus Mr. Kingsland himself, Nick Aldis in a quilted gilet. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick Aldis wearing his Magnus pants. He was Magnus pants, yeah. Yeah, which shows how much she was thinking about this show. For a guy that always basically lives on dies on his presentation, turn up in your Magnus pants really showed that he couldn't be asked with this one. Fucking hell. But one thing, I did mention the theme music. The theme music on some of, the, some of these is lazy as fuck. Mm. Absolute <clears throat> bottom of the barrel. I did put me notes here about... Ray Mysterio's entrance scene. Uh, it's like a back backing track fit for um, a prodigy B side um, called "Not Good for Him." See, I mean, I've got I've got terrible taste in music. I thought a lot of this music was actually all right. I thought the Mysterio one was fine. Oh, oh, what, one thing we didn't mention was oh, I don't mm. think it got played in um, 
we'll find out later when John Morrison comes out because the full the full entrance is played. But we'll 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 leave that um, spoiler there okay. for a good good entrance scene. So um, yeah. Rey Mysterio. Um, hmm. There's not much to this match. There's a bit of a Benny Hill spot with Nick yeah. chasing after Ray. Yeah. Uh, Ray yeah, with this a, is a couple... house show match. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry, but this is a house show match. Lots of taking powders and lots of whoopsie daisies going on here to yeah. set you in the mood for what's to come. Yeah. So stuff like um, a spring ball face plant by Aldis, power bomb by Nick, getting too um, too due to too much pandering to the crowd. Um, there's a referee from Italy. Andrea Malalala. Yeah. It, it, they're even paying over the odds for bloody referee with five-star wrestling. I, I hope he got, It's a shame he didn't get the chant. Malalalalalala. <laughs> Only if you were there. Yeah, paying over the odds for referees. Uh, probably a couple hundred quid on a flight. Yep. That's serious parody limited for you. And we have a seated senton, a crossbody by Ray, that gets two. A springboard leg drop for two. Six, one, mm-hmm. nine by Ray. And then a frog splash, one, two, three. I did put a pretty dominant win for Ray. Hey, hey well, Greg Lambert said that earlier on, five-star dominant wrestling, everyone wants to dominate. So Ray Mysterio did. Just a shame the camera missed most of that six, one, nine, though, because, you know, I'm bed afterwards. Um, uh, Nick attacks uh, Rey Mysterio, but because they're still in a replay, the camera missed most of that. And that's not the first. That's not the last time it happens either in this show. The the thing is, um, like hurting Ray's knee should play into the next. Uh, well, the next rounds um, of, of Rey Mysterio's journey to the five star wrestling championship, but. Probably doesn't, as as we'll get into the reviews of the matches. Maybe not, maybe not. <clears throat> but as far as this match goes, I think I've made this the worst one of the night. Hmm, it disappointed. It was, it was very house show. Um, I think it's a, both a combination of, that's Nick Aldis' style anyway. It is for wrestlers, a wrestler, isn't he? Yeah. He's one of them. Uh, him and Raging Andy Organ. Uh, was like uh, Ray Mysterio's thinking, oh, fucking I've got to wrestle three times tonight. Maybe not. So, um, shall we get into match number three now between two shirkers? Um, it is Carlito, who's basically Chris Masters' bag carrier, versus Justin Gabriel, PJ Black, who um, he did mention like a couple, um, on, a, on a past episode of um, that Brit Rest TV show. PJ Black, um, he was like the import at the time, but he's got, he's got a nice four fifty. Yeah, it was very much uh, we've got Evan Bourne at home, wasn't he? He was. He was. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get Evan Bourne, but we've got the South African Evan Bourne. Evan Bourne, yeah. Oh, don't forget, it's called the Darewolf, whatever the fuck that means. He's a daredevil, but he also has the features of a wolf. Making him a dare wolf. Maybe he's just like a wolf that likes playing truth or dare. And he always picks for dares. What's the time, Mr. Dare Wolf? 
lunchtime, and then he jumps off a canyon or something. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> what a boring man. Yeah, he comes out here to some epic trumpets in his theme tune, which I quite like. I really like the Carlitos one. It was very over the top. But was... he gets fuck all reaction as well. So it, it was it was Tito Puente esque. Oh yes, no, I, I I can see that. Yeah. Or or maybe the same person who did um the cats theme tune on uh, WCW two thousand. You know the knockoff. Oh, the, the, the fat in the just circus. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Um PJ Black, the renter job with a woolly headband coming out. He, he had like um you, you know like uh, Jeremiah Springfield on The Simpsons. That's oh, all with his hat. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Bloody hell. That's a good shout, actually. Yeah, but I mean I mean we've just been through this, but why why would why would you import PJ Black? It's, you know, to wrestle. It's a bit like one PW bringing in Bobby Fish earlier on this year. Just like, is he literally gonna add a single ticket sale to this show? Carlito, at least you could say, either back then there was sort of like a nostalgia start for like 2002 to 2006 era WWE. You could, I could justify Carlito, but the fifth guy in the, in the bloody Nexus? No, not really. So with with this match, um, oh god! So so uh, there's a lot of um, I've I've got here like lots of uh, stomps and swoops to begin with. Uh, Carlito gets uh, PJ Black outside. But we do a switcheroo. There's a lot yeah. of people going outside the ring on this show, by the way. Every match feels quite similar in structure. You think the production tell, you think the production would tell them don't go to the outside, they'll see all that empty space. I mean that gets exposed in a match later on Ooh. in a big, big way. Ouch. Uh, yeah, um Calito um, uh, eats a baseball side and uh, like a, a dive. Uh, lots of um, Talking about and all that lot include like a uh, awkward tombstone into a D- reverse DDT spot, and then Greg Lambert comes out with this iconic line of PJ Black, who you may remember from uh, a few years ago uh, under a different name. Don't even clarify what the different name was. South That's African Troy McClure, you may remember him from such wrestling names as <laughs> Justin Gabriel, Justin Gabriel from Nexus, Justin Gabriel from. The core, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah, but like uh, PJ Black, he sort of tries a few like fancy sort of submission type maneuvers straight from the school van helico. Um, yes, the Harvey style, as they call it, yes, yeah. And Carlito just sits there, he's like, I can't be fucking bothered, so he like <laughs> sort of sells a like a, a like northern like sort of variation thing, yeah. and instead, like PJ Black has just like put me in an awkward like arm submission type move, and then and then yeah, the then the finish, which um, I'll be honest, I quite liked this. It visually looked really good. It was like um, firstly, like PJ Black did like a sort of odd, a bit of like a um, I've completely got the move now. 
Let's think about Moonsoul. I, I was oh, going to yeah, call it Jericho's name, but, but yeah, yeah, I was going to call it by Jericho's name for it. I've completely blanked. Lion Soul. Lion Soul. Thank you. Yeah, does a Lion Soul awkwardly on to stomach? Uh, Odds Cali to stomach. Uh, Cali rolls away, but he manages to um, coax um, Justin Gable from jumping off a top rope straight into a code breaker. And then he does a backcracker, a backstabber to really uh, put the knife in dum, uh, for the pin. Which, I, I, in all fairness, um, there's a couple of times tonight where they actually have a couple of good finishes to the match. Hmm. It's just a shame. Such... It's just a shame the other six minutes it dog turd. You say that though. I've actually given this one three stars. Bloody hell! Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've got this as like um, my. Uh, joint like second the second match of the night in all fairness no I, I think towards the end there it, it, it got quite all right um my my final note here is worst of the four pj black still dull <laughs> oh dear that, that bad best of the four for me apparently one one star yeah have we already got our raven saturn of this service I think we might have, yeah. It's just it's just basically PJ Black boring as fuck and Carlito every time he was on a show over here. Oh, he, he, he was he, he was just collecting the payday and then smoking his joints after. I mean, as someone, you know, who's worked extremely hard at his day job for the last 13 years, I appreciate that Carlito's hustle. It's why Kevin Nash has gone so high up in my estimation over the years. Just like, fair play to you. Just collect your money and fuck off again. It is. It is. Anyway, let's get into two workers now. Match number four. <laughs> um, Chris Masters uh, coming out to some generic theme here. Just non-describe. I wouldn't even know how to describe it. Yeah, yeah. I can't even remember it now. I know we watched this match a few hours ago. You know what? I think when we speak about later episodes, a lot of the theme tunes and all this just generic noise. Um, yeah, I yeah, I think that's why maybe Carlitos and like the like sort of stood out to me because they sort of like made a bit of variation, but otherwise it's sort of like just generic uh, garage band, as in the app um, uh, rock. Uh, rather than you know, trying to give anyone some sort of personality, which sort of streams through into the Titantrons a bit, and this is going to come up in a lot of shows going forward. Um, they're basically everyone's Titantron, apart from a couple of font choices here and there, are all the same. Just a bit like a PowerPoint, it's just like a stagnant um, PowerPoint, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, like a couple of moves that the guys did John the uh, five star tour last year. And their name, and there's like no real thought behind the fonts to the names or anything like that. And when we get onto the actual service next, uh, that happens next year. Everyone's literally got the same thing, like a, a strip. And if it's, I think it's like a green strip, yeah, and their name, and that is it. And a bit mm. of slow motion wrestling going on, but that is it for them. All it needed was a bit of Comic Sans MS. Oh, they're all about that. I won't go that far. Anywho, um, Chris Masters' opponent uh, coming out to his proper indie wrestling theme. 
um, from my ICW and all that, and PCW when he was uh, when he was doing the shows there. He was sort of like the darling of the uh, British indie scene at that time. It's the one and only Drew Galloway, Nee McIntyre. I will say people forget Drew Galloway's role in this Brutus boom. Huge. Yeah, he was absolutely massive for them and sort of proved his point and got back into WWE as he always intended, especially for the ICW side. I mean, I'm not, I didn't watch that much ICW back in the day anyway, even when it was at the boom point. But without him and without him like faced off again, you know, with Grade on the other side as well, I don't think Britvest takes off as much as it did do. I mm. don't think. I think even from my watching him was, was the PCW stuff against like Noam Dar and um, like a few others. And it was always great to bring in because he put a shift in. And, and I think, I think my, because, you know, obviously the three man band stuff weren't it, but you know, with WWE, you just think, oh, it's him from three man band. But when he did turn up mm. on the indie scene, he was fucking hell. You'd always you'd respect him more. Yeah, it all first to him is never. I mean, um, likes to grapple. Gareth may not like him, but uh, quite uh, infamously. But um, it's sort of like he's a good salesman, shall we say? Mm. You believe everything that he does at any given moment, no matter where he is. I, I, I think I think that worked. I think that worked. You know what? During COVID era WWE, when they'd always yeah, stick yeah. on like media appearances, and he'd always come across a million dollars. Yeah, it, it was a. Uh, this is a backhanded compliment because obviously there were no crowds, but, uh, but he was the perfect champion for that era. You know, he helped bring make Impact Wrestling seem a bit less shit mm. uh, when he was there as well. In all fairness to him, you know, he gave that bit of credibility too. So yeah. Um, but this is very much in his final days on the indie circuit as well, because um, I love Greg Lambert's line in hindsight about Drew wanting to build up five star wrestling as his big promotion because he's back in NXT on April first. <laughs> but I mean, April, Greg, Greg April, April Fool, Greg. April Fool, Greg. Yeah. So um, this this is a rematch of the famous ten minutes uh, WWE Superstars match uh, between Drew and uh, Chris. Oh, okay. <laughs> it is the IWC of um, <laughs> of Sunday morning WWE. <laughs> um, not much. It, it's very much punch and kick and basic. This one crowd are very quiet. There's the odd like Drew chant or ICW yep. chant. Yeah, it's just there, really. Uh, lots of chops, so a bit of a power slam. Greg Lambert again with the um, with a unintentional shade. Uh, Chris Masters apparently has the same teacher as John Cena and the Ultimate Warrior, and here he is wrestling at Dundee Ice Arena. Ouch! <laughs> hey, we, we said about we, we said about Drew being um, a big part of the indie scene. Chris Masters, especially like PCW. Big part of a DVD salesman scene. He was, he was, huge, huge, huge part of that. He's <laughs> uh, a great door salesman. But yeah, um, um, 
Lots of punch of the kick in, yeah. With um, the country pointed out, oh, this Masters has slowed the pace down, but it was quite slow to begin with. Uh, my favourite bit of this match is some fans who are ICW fans, because they keep trying to get ICW chants started, also try a uh, fuck him up, girl away, fuck him up chant, and it gets booed instantly by everyone else because there's loads of kids in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, man you probably heard worse in Scotland. It's been part of the curriculum up there saying, um, fucking bugger. <laughs> and yeah, so, 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 with this one, um, Masters gets um, a jawbreaker against him. Samoan drop by Masters, a sky eye by Masters, um, honoring um, Dilo Brown, um, mm. to get a two count. But eventually, a future shot DET by Drew gets a three in about, yeah. A massive eight minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like the finish again, all first because it was just a simple like they were like doing a sort of a backslide sort of contest. Galloway like rolls over Masters back and uh, hits a few shock from there. The arms already gripped. Basic stuff. He probably did that on countless house shows over the years, but no, I, I, I enjoyed that finish. But other than that, it, it, we're back to two and a half stars again. It's it was what it was. They won't remember this in the um, annals of Masters and Drew matches. No, this was no... Was it Superstars or main event? Um, superstars. Superstars, yes, yeah, yeah. It was, it was not that. Anyway, the semi-finals. Are you, are you excited? Are you excited? As someone who's nostalgic about old episodes of SmackDown, yes. Well, here we go. Match number six on the show. The first semi-final. Lazy Bastard Carlito versus Bad Knees Ray. <laughs> so, yeah, so um... one, one thing I'll point out during this match, Chris. Now, I'm not one for looking at limb work, but I thought, now, Rey Mysterio has got a bad wheel, and Nick Aldis like, injured it in the first match, surely. Carlito's got to be aim, aim for the knee. Rey Mysterio does a bit of a limp and then just thinks, it's Dundee. Fuck it. Fuck this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he like does like, um, yeah, what we only don't say is that he does a drop kick when he's like stumps a mud hole in, in Carlito yes. on his, using his bad knee. But then basically what's happened in this match is they've decided to, oh, we'll work for knee, but they've for, sort of, forgot deliberately or not that Mysterious knee was already bad so they worked to Carlito getting his knee and then working on it again instead of that already being like a, a, a thing of a match they go, they, they start all over again like oh he's injured for knee, he's going to work the knee now when he doesn't actually do it in the first couple of minutes yeah and um, yeah because he like um, pushes him on the turnbuckle post gets him into a tree, tree of a row where he starts kicking the knee um, yeah, and then Greg Lambert. I feel like I'm picking on Greg Lambert tonight. I think you are. I pick, pick on Joe Hendry. <laughs> Joe Hendry was fine. I think with Greg Lambert, what he's coming out with is all the sort of stuff that Alex Shane would come out with that always unintentionally made British wrestling look small fry. So here, like Greg Lambert starts listing all the great matches Rey Mysterio's had with like. 
with like Kurt Angle and Eddie Guerrero and all that lot. And I'm just sat there thinking, oh, this it's is Carly, so not so any of is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This isn't Dean Malenko or fucking Chris Jericho. This is Carly Twin Dundee working the knee. It's just like, yeah, don't bring it up, Greg. Don't, don't. It's like when in films, like uh, my example, I always bring up is how they show clips of Jaws in Jaws 4 for revenge. And it's just like, I, I just sat there thinking, I'd rather be watching Jaws right now. And this yeah. has the same effect. Shades of Jaws in Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this match wishes it was Jaws. It's not, it's. I mean, in all fairness, it's more like Jaws 3D. It's it's not as bad as Jaws 4, but Jaws more 3D. Like, is more like Piranha. Like I mean, uh, which Piranha? The one with Kelly Brookin. Was that the 2011 one? I really enjoyed that. We covered that for we covered that for last year. You know, we uh, I I think it's a really fun little trashy film that, but. As, as we've already established tonight with my uh, uh, three stars for Kali or PJ Black, my taste isn't exactly one to follow. Uh, so, yeah, with with this one, uh, we have, um, well, Ray, well, trying to sell the knee, but he, like I said, he just thinks, fuck it. Carlito uh, yeah. runs into the corner but misses. But the finish is a cold red by Ray that gets the free. After the mm. match, Ray's knee gets twatted by Carlito. Yep. And guess what? The camera misses it again because of a replay. Oh. And, and they literally have to replay that entire little bit because the camera fucking missed it. Yeah, it really. Like, yeah, Carlito, like, ventures his um, Ray's knee on the turnbuckle post to the corner. And, yeah, they have to replay the whole thing of Carlito getting up, looking angry, Ambushing Ray Mysterio and all and all that like yeah, it's just like oh very basic things that they're missing. Two stars. Uh I I went another two and a half here. It's okay. I mean, bear in mind, you know, I am a survivor of WCW two thousand where a good chunk of those matches weren't proper matches. They weren't actually wrestling moves or any psychology or any strategy. At least this, despite being quite flawed, still attempts it. Yeah, I'm a survivor of Big Papa T, mate. So, oh yeah, I mean, say that. Yeah, you know, I watched Big Papa T when that was going out on live TV back in the day in night nine two thousand. I literally would watch any wrestling back then. So, I mean, them, was... them five star bangers against the unknown soldier. Yeah, I mean, if um, not that anyone's ever wondering, but the reason why it took me so long to get to British wrestling is literally because I watched those UWA shows back in the day, and <laughs> it basically paid my opinion of British wrestling for about sixteen years. Fucking hell! Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the old star shows that uh, Grinsby Auditorium with Spider-Man wrestling. So you know, Brit rest um, back in the early uh, early two thousands. But anyway. That's semi-final number two now. Drew McIntyre coming out to his, as we said, his proper entrance music versus This Is My World. <laughs> my World. My world. But not that my one. My World. <laughs> my World. 
All I want to hear is so. This was this was. Yeah, be fucking wrestling and all in. By the way, I'm, I'm going to demand a refund if he's not wrestling. Well, great, great. The great Grado's got to turn up soon. Fingers crossed. Yes, fingers crossed. Um, so... the cards, that card's a shit show at this point. Fuck it. Main event: Grado versus Jeff Jarrett in front of eighty thousand people. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do Anywho. It. Um, this wasn't My World, Jeff Jarrett. It was um, John Morrison's version of My World. My World. My World. My World. <laughs> Such a fucking dirge, but it's been in my head. Always. Yeah. Like it's, it's not terrible. It, it, I've, I've heard far worse. You know, thing it, it's better than hot tag media and and all that lot from back in the day. Well, yeah. Um, one thing I will say here, Chris, this is maybe the best match. Yes, it is. Yeah, I've I've, I've got it right down here. We're actually getting to proper three stars here, and uh, yeah. Again, my first note is um, nostalgia for SmackDown. SmackDown two thousand nine ten baby. Come on, we actually point out that uh, it was. Uh, Drew uh, Galloway that uh, got his first Intercontinental title by beating John Morrison. But now he's facing him in the semi-finals of the five-star wrestling tournament in Dundee. In Dundee, yes. For all the good thing, the Intercontinental champion was back then. So, yeah, um, to begin with, there's like lots of groundwork on flips and they're moving a lot faster than the other matches. You know, this is actually proper speed going on here. Um, again, Every single match that we've had goes to the outside. This time, though, um, McIntyre whips Morrison into the barricades, which collapse. And this is where we get a nice view of the crowd on that side of the arena. Well, it's not necessarily the crowd. It's um, a big green floor space. Packed to the brim with ghosts. I think that's, uh, if that's a ghost section. It is, yeah. Incredible stuff. And my next note was, they're taking a piss here. They know how shit that would look on TV. And they've just decided to do it for a laugh, just to just to rib the uh, Daniel Hinkles, basically. They've done that as a rib. Mm. Because like literally, like um, you know, there are, there are three other sides that are covered, and I could have whipped it into that. But yeah, vided it there just to really expose about how low attended this fucking show is. <laughs> Just as a big fuck you, really. Probably yeah, got yeah, not yeah. got not two for not two pound fifty from the wage. Yeah, and and speaking of fuck yous, after Morrison super kicks McIntyre twice, sorry Galloway twice, he then gives him the middle finger at nine pm on Spike TV. Ooh, <sighs> Ofcom be hearing about this. Um, so um, Drew, like it's a spider German in the corner. Um, Morrison tries for the moonlight drive. However, Drew gets out and hits him with a power slam. You have a springboard yep. body press by Morrison for two. Drew hits the biggest move in the night. The uh, the white noise off the middle um, middle rope. Brett's, Brett's rope for two at shades of um, his <laughs> mate Sheamus. 
Yeah, I was going to say that I'm going to pick on Greg one more time tonight. I was just thinking, don't mention Seamus, don't mention Seamus, don't mention Seamus. Oh, we said Seamus. Yeah, and it just cheapens it. Just like, yeah, it's a shade to someone in, in a big league, you know, which five-star dominant wrestling from the ice arena in Dundee definitely isn't. Yeah, don't mention guys on a bigger platform like that. It just cheapens your own product. And it's a very Alex Shane thing to do, by the way. So, uh, you know, so that's learning under that tree. It's, yeah, it just makes the whole thing seem cheaper as a result, referencing the bigger boys. It really is. Yeah. Um, so we have a tombstone by Drew for two. There's a screaming well, kid on the front that goes, No! They've had springboard reverse into the tombstone. It's fucking lovely, yeah. by the way. Like I genuinely went, oh bloody hell, because it's like a again, it's like a line salt type attempt, and that looked really good. And Greg Lambert with a good call saying that he spiked him on Spike TV. Yeah, that was a good one. There we go. I could give compliments as well. So the finish of this match eventually was the crucifix pinned by Morrison, getting the free in about 10 minutes. The best match of the show, three stars. Yep. Three and a quarter. Oof. Nearly getting to five-star territory. <laughs> Not that close. In my mind, it's one of those where anything of eight, three and a half and over is a recommendation to go watch. It's a it's a good match, especially on this card. But I, I get a feeling out of context, people might would go to be, well, it, it was all right. It, it, it was very good, but why are you recommending it to me? But on a card like this, it, it was a breath of fresh air. Much appreciated, and these two did put a shift in. Mm. Well, there's been enough talk, haven't there? It's time for your main event. <laughs> <laughs> Nicking people's jokes. Uh, anyway. I know. <laughs> two jokes in one. The final. With, um, yes. With actual graphics, I'm sure they've stolen those from WWE. Uh, John Morrison, Rey Mysterio's um, photo shoots, which I'm pretty sure is copyrighted, but there we go. So Daniel, it's um, have a word for yourself. So it's um, Rey Mysterio, bad knees versus I'm not going to sing it again. My world, my world. Um, Rey, Rey Mysterio, of all people, once again. Forgetting that he's got an injury as he oh, basically cart, cartwheels down to the rings. <laughs> I've got on, on my notes here. So he walks down, and he basically goes like, ooh, ooh, ow, ooh, ooh. And, and but, you know, he does it once in a while, but he'll go around like, yeah, kids. And he'll like hop and skip around a cartwheel and he go, ooh, my knee, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I will say, I will say with though with this with the opening to the match, like you know, exchanging holds, like it holds and reversals. It, it was a nice opener. Yeah. Oh, I've got one note because I teased it earlier on. I've got to mention that Steve Linsky's one and only fuck up early. Um, he doing the ring instructions, Jovi entrances, and completely forgetting he was meant to save it for the USC boxing main event style. Introducing first, so he has to go. Introducing again. Yeah, so, so, so that, that was a bit of a balls up. But again, same, I'm not sure if I've ever given that hot take before. I absolutely hate the boxing UFC style announce. 
announcing. I think it takes wind out yourselves a bit, having to stand around waiting for them to be announced. Well, it's NXT that started all that, you know, with that, you know, the who wants yes, to be with the lights, not that long. Yeah, yeah. Imagine, I know it's an easy example to make WrestleMania 17, like Rock and Austin, and obviously like Howard Finkel's call for like for both of them is iconic. Yeah. Imagine if it wasn't that, and then they just stood around in the ring like idiots for two minutes while Finkel to I mean the crowd be hot up for it, but basically silence as Finkel says it says it instead. It just wouldn't have the same effect. You know, I've I've never liked that whole main event. We must announce them, this person, this person. It must, in my mind, it should be with the the entrance music. Mm. It builds an atmosphere. It get, you know the ring announcer's job is to hype them up and you know double the hype at the same time. I think works far more for me. It just brings them down, and then you've got to work back up, aren't you? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And uh, anyone that disagrees with me, I'm not really on Twitter anymore. So yeah. Go on to the uh, Gravel Discord. Gravel Discord. <laughs> Where you will find Chris on Grapple Discord. Uh... <laughs> I'd like to Falcons. <laughs> um, anywho, this this match, um, what I did Which say, it, only... was a, it was a good opening, but then it was. he goes widow. It does, yeah, yeah. But bear in mind, these two wrestled each other many times, uh, according to Greg Lambert. I checked, uh, they've, only had, they've ever had two singles matches, one on SmackDown, one on Lucha Underground. Many but times. Very much, very much on SmackDown, uh, got four and a quarter stars in Wrestling Observer, which back in 2009, that's old money, that is a legit four and a quarter. Fucking hell, four and a quarter? Yeah. So when, when's yeah. this, 2009? 2009, yeah, yeah. I'll it's be sticking, I'll be sticking this on the network. 2000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm, I'm going to give it a watch later on myself. I, I sort of ran out of time because uh, I, I wanted to check it out. But I, I could see we're having a good match in 2009. But this is very much both of us have a third match of the show. They're in Dundee Ice Arena. Ray Capias, his leg. And yeah, uh, and that's how the match really proceeds. And for my mind... This is actually ties for like sort of like worst match of the night because where the commentary has to really point out, yeah, they're working a slower rate because they're a bit knackered and all that lot. You're probably yeah. not onto a good match there. I think one thing to point out as well this crowd, this crowd are dead. No, they're knackered. No life is a problem you got with tournaments. Uh, is when you have a guy quite first, like, yay, second time, yay, third time, yay. Yeah. yeah, obviously this is for yeah. This is a worry that we've got with uh, all in next week with MGF and Adam Cole basically because you've seen in them in the, the pre-show. Pre-show, yeah. So that pent-up demand sort of dissipates quite a lot, and so they'll you know, next Sunday we have to try and do something to heat it back up again, surely. But you know, in a, in a tournament sort of thing, I think this is why the likes of. Like King of the Ring tournaments over years became just semi-finals and finals instead of like the quarters as well. Um, it just uh, that, that's one of the reasons why it was to help out the lack of reaction towards the end because you've already seen this person. It's just like, yeah, well, so what then? Yeah. Um, so we're, we're, with with this one, we're Frank's Frankenstein by Ray off the top for two. We have a tornado DDT by Ray, and then. A random burst of music plays. 
My world. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, it happens so, very rarely, but it's so fucking funny when this happens. So six one nine uh, by Ray go and then he goes to the splash, misses. Then we have a knee, and then the starship pain by John gets a free. Morrison's a champ. Play my world, DJ. My world. I, I, I love it when there's a fuck up like that. I think, what was it? I seem to remember watching it on a botch of media, like Armageddon 2004, some random like that, like the Dudleys of someone or RVD Booker against live resistance. And like RVD's music starts playing about two minutes towards the end, blasts out, and it just spoils what we've got next on the playlist. Yeah, I, I, lo- I love that sort of shit. Um, what I didn't love though was this match. It was very dull. They were both like, Gotta go home now. Yeah. I I, I, I was I was like oh, so, as soon as we get our brown envelopes with our money in, we're off. Mm. I mean, let's be honest, favorite type of wrestler, you have to pay a deposit beforehand, wouldn't you? So oh, wow. you get the rest once you've done your dumb, done your stuff. Well, that well, that's John Morrison as champion, but to leave us on a cliffhanger for next time, folks. John Morrison at the end announces not an eight man tournament, not a 16 man tournament, not a 32, not a 64, not a 100, not a 126, but 128 man tournament. <laughs> yes. Holy shit. <laughs> It didn't show it on our daily motion one, but what's fucking hilarious is because they ran out of time, they actually showed a graphic from a 128 man tournament, but they literally with a, a second left, so it cut straight away and you didn't see it. Like uh, we had to rewind it and pause it to read what it said, and it'll be a 128 man tournament to take place over 30 weeks. One show a week, um, with the final culminating at Manchester Arena. Yeah. Oh, I wonder how that will end. I mean, on the plus side, what culture's sixty-four month tournament went off with very little hitches. The 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 what culture World Cup was actually pretty. Yeah. Good. In all fairness to him, you know. Uh, yeah, they, they pulled that one very, very well. Uh, you know, um, this one though. I mean, I've got notes for what happened afterwards. So you shall run through what what, what happens afterwards, because believe um, it or not, folks, this tournament doesn't happen. Well, um, I think you know what I think to end the show. We'll, we'll go ahead, Chris, and then and then okay, the then. next uh, next time we do go into the actual TV the actual promotion. So, ticket sales, surprise, surprise, are absolute dog shit. But within this period of trying to promote shows with the first one set to take place on June 10th, 2017 from Liverpool Echo Arena, uh, Daniel Hinkles, firstly, offers CM Punk $1 million to wrestle a match with five-star wrestling. As reported by the Daily Star... Yes, yeah, and yeah. a few other sources. CM Punk doesn't even respond to it. 
Because this is the so, time when CM Punk's out of wrestling. Is he out of wrestling? It is, yeah. I want to say, yeah, yeah, because he, he obviously quit in 2014, so he's three years into exile from wrestling. I can't remember, I'm going to quickly Google this now, if he'd already been and gone on his UFC career as well. Let's just see if we can find it here, because I can't, I'm not an MMA guy, so I can't remember the dates. No, in all fairness. Oh, no, okay. He already had one UFC fight against Gal, whoever he is. Mickey Gall. Mickey Gall. Mickey Gall, yeah. thank you. Yeah, I've literally, I've literally never watched it in my life. Um, lost in the two minutes 15 in the first round by submission. And I'm, I'm very faced a guy called Jackson in 2018. Uh, three rounds, it, got, it was a decision uh, for Jackson. And uh, CM Punk is often cited. I do know this as one of the worst UFC competitors of all time. Mm. Because, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, you know, you can, your play fighting and actual fighting are two completely different things. Which is why I like play fighting because I don't actually like real fighting. I don't watch boxing right, but there you go. So yeah, CM Punk doesn't even respond to it. Things continue on. And on June 1st, 2017, so 10 days before it's set to take place, the tournament is effectively cancelled as um, wrestlers of a British variety, some now quite cancelled, um, kicked off about not being paid for any of the dates that are about to happen, including Joe Coffey. Who, I don't know why I remember this, but Joe Coffey was a wrestler who always insisted on getting a deposit before matches. Quite yeah. rightly, in all fairness. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. If you, if you, that's if what, some, that's what all wrestlers should do, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So it is, is a is a, a bit smarter than, than others. Um, he put out a tweet saying that he lost on, out on more money in the first six months of 2017 than he had done in his previous eight years of wrestling. And then the likes of Redacted, L Redacted, uh, kicked off as well. Um, and yeah, it turned out none of them had been paid and the whole thing just fell on its ass quickly for dates that had been announced i couldn't see many much evidence of where they were going to go they had a date in sheffield for the july obviously the manchester reader finale as well it was it was all binned off now what is hilarious is a few of these wrestlers that complained will be featuring in our series going forward so they came crawling back very fucking quickly didn't they wrestlers wrestlers in it what's the, yep. the, the sniff of 20 quid and the fucking pants are down they are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheap and prostitutes, probably. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't know, folks. Not, no, no idea, not a clue. Yeah, but um, so yeah, that's um, so the 128 man tournament doesn't happen. But what will happen in our next episode, Chris, is the first episode of Five Star Wrestling on Free Sports. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with um, big arenas announced as well. Big, big arenas. Um, issues big against... Cities. Yeah. Um, the Thursday Night War against Premier League darts on Sky. Um, <laughs> also, also like a, a war of actually getting onto free sports with PCW. Mm, okay. Yeah, well... We'll cover that later on. Free sports as well. I'd later, I think it was afterwards, I'd show Rev Pro for a very underrated service. World of Pro, World, 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 World of Pro Wrestling. World of Pro Wrestling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed that service, to be fair. 
Um, but yeah. So, um, Series Parody Limited, running Five Star Wrestling, funded by Noble's Amusements, will roll on from this utter failure that was Dominant Wrestling. And there you go. Anyway, yeah. uh, Chris, your plugs. Well, yeah, if you, um, if you want to listen to my uh, hover podcast, Cinemortuary, uh, uh, you can follow it at Cinemortuary on all your socials and Cinemortuary on your podcast um, providers. Uh, our latest episode is Vampires Lost and Weirtos, the sequel to the 1998 John Carpenter film. But instead of uh, James Woods in the star role, you've got John Bon Jovi instead in, in a uh, weird acting turn. And uh, spoiler, I didn't think the film was that bad either, in all fairness. Yeah, so so, so you got that. And if you want to follow me personally, um, you can. I've got my Instagram blocked for upcoming job-related reasons. And uh, I mean, I'm on, the dis- I'm on the Grapple Discord. There you go. Grapple Discord. Grapple Discord, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I have to keep my socials a bit more secret these days, I think, for upcoming contractual reasons, shall we say. Good not stuff. to sound all important. I'm, I'm just going into the civil service, basically, so it's not that important. Happy days. Congratulations, yep. Chris, anyway. Thank you. Thank you. Um, if anyone at work listens to this tonight, though, they're going to be in a fucking hell of a shock because I've not told them yet. Man, did my notice tomorrow. <laughs> Hey, the, the, how quick I put my podcast up. Fucking hell. Um, yeah, I Anywho, um, I've nothing really to plug because we haven't done any shows for a couple of weeks. We've had a good rest. Um, that's what mm. UWA Wrestling Rampage does to you. Uh, so go and give us a follow on Twitter at Oggy Part 3 and at GCP Podcast 1. Um, episodes to come. Actually, we've got two coming up this month. I don't want both of them, I think, probably. <laughs> you are, yeah. Um, Red Throw at the um, Copper Box, you might have heard about it. And um, some um, called AEW all over the gaff. Um, mm. Card to be determined. Card to be determined at Wembley Stadium, not the arena. Yeah. It's going to be John Morrison quit out at the beginning of the show. Eight-man tournament. That's for Wembley Stadium card. Please, no. With PJ <laughs> Black in it. <laughs> okay, I would say that now. We'll probably end up with that. We're, 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 depending, depending on how many people CM Punk refuses at the door. Um, hey, as, long as, as long as I get my grade out Jeff Jarrett, I'll be very, very happy. So there you go. That's the um, next um, couple of episodes coming up. But as ever, great having you back, Chris. Been yes, it's, it's good to be back and uh, going forward as well, yeah. Now I've got all my shit sorted out. Happy days. Anyway, this has been uh, That Brit Rest TV Show. Thank you, everyone. And my world. Bye. <laughs>